Hello and welcome to another episode of A Need to Read. This week I sat down with Ferris Lamrabet. Sorry, Ferris, if I've said that wrong. He's part of the Fair Points podcast with James Smith and Sonny Webster. Also, just an all round ledge. He's been touted as the Moroccan me and me the white him. So, two of us sat down. We spoke about Mark Manson's book, Models, which is about attracting women through honesty. Which is funny, really, because we're both apparently equally as shit at dating as each other. So, I hope you enjoy this one. It goes deep, gets funny, you get to know me a bit, you get to know Ferris a bit. And I'll put all the links to Ferris's Instagram, uh, where you can find him, the Fair Points podcast, in the description. If you are new here, make sure you give us a subscribe, a follow. If you like the episode, just drop us a review. I'll be very very thankful if you do so and follow us on instagram it's at a need to read with the number two and not the word but without further ado here's me and ferris chatting shit for a bit on a side note the sound on my part isn't great throughout some parts of this episode so all i can do is say sorry and ask you to bear with it when when, <laughs> when did you get the bus cut then <laughs> So I'll answer that question in the moment, Fez. But firstly, uh, welcome, <laughs> welcome to the treat. Thank mate. you, mate. Thank you very much. Um, honestly, it's an honour to to be on on the show, mate. Uh, Is this feel, your feel, feel privileged to to be here? It's my mate. It's my first guest appearance, mate. Aside from the from the uh, fair points. So thank you very much. Now, honestly, it means a lot. Nice taking your podcast virginity on someone else's then. Uh, yeah. So it's the first time that I haven't got a. Smith or Sonny next to me. So yeah, I hope you feel honoured, mate, that you're taking my. Oh, mate, I 100% do. I, I do feel very. <laughs> um, just just for people that don't know, just give a little bit of an explanation um, about yourself. I know it's a yeah. shitty question, but no, it's all good. Um, yeah, so I'm Ferris, I'm also known as Fez or the Fezinator 4000, as as I'm known on maybe on on socials, as they say, often <laughs> under often thrown massively under the bus through James and Sunny stories. Um, yeah, do a do a little podcast as well, a little little co-host appearance on on the Fair Points, um, mm-hmm. which we do on a weekly series. Um, so that's me. I'm just a normal guy, really, Ed, mate, who ventured to the other side of the world. Uh, I was born in in the UK, wasn't I? I was raised in Bath actually, and then ventured over to to Australia, Sydney, about two years ago um and then yeah that's that's pretty much been my journey just just a normal guy trying to trying to find the wahid which is the one and then uh, <laughs> yeah just just started this little side venture on 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 the podcast with the fair points which was um for us it was just literally just about shooting the shit you know talking about just three mates me james and, and, and sunny um and we don't really script anything everything's just off the cuff and we we kind of throw each other under the bus a little bit but ultimately, we we bring topics to the surface that probably guys and and, and everyone don't really talk about too much, um, and it's been nice. So uh, that's a little bit of an overview as to, as to myself. Um, but yeah, yeah, mate. Well, you you've not really done yourself justice there because you've actually been touted before as the Moroccan me, and I'm the white you. <laughs> <laughs> the Moroccan Ed. <laughs> um, you think? Uh, well, I've it's not come from me. Lord Lord was the one that said it when I, I was complaining about. Um, yeah. You sound a little bit quiet, by the way. I'm on my on my on my side now. Sorry. Don't know what you've done there, mate. Um, I, know, I know I know you've got ridden of your hair, but <laughs> <laughs> okay, right. So we we have darted around that topic. So I've shaved my head. Mm. Yeah. Um, Why? <laughs> <laughs> well, I had blonde hair, right? I dyed my hair yeah. blonde, 
And mm. some days I'd look at myself in the mirror and I'd be like, what the hell is Ellen DeGeneres doing in my house? <laughs> and did, it, did, it, did it feel liberating? The shaved head? Mm. I feel more confident, mate. Weird, really? Because I look grotesque. <laughs> nah, you, you, you look all right. It's, the thing is, it's the hairline that stopped me doing it before. And I've mm. always been worried about my hairline. Then the other day, I think, I think it was Monday this week, I was like, mate, why do I care? Mm. I was like, this mate. Is, right, everyone has a hairline. I mean, you've got a phenomenal hairline. <laughs> <laughs> you think, mate, do you know what though? But you always notice your own insecurities. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's not, I'm like, this, this morning, prime example, I was like, do you know what? I wish I could just get rid of it. But I think I'd regret it, to be honest with you. And when we spoke about it, I don't know, I don't know if I've got a strong enough hairline like, you think I'm not strong enough? like yours to, to be able to pull it off, but mine's mine mine's going back. But yeah, but I'm I'm known I'm known as the guy that that slicks his hair back, and I'm trying I'm trying to go a little bit edgy this year, mate. So I've been growing the tash a little bit, yeah. and then uh, gonna gonna stop slicking it as, as well. I say stop that, but it's, it's it's pretty slick itself. But nice. And is this is this in pursuit of the wahid? <laughs> yeah. So I guess the probably a good chance to to clear. So the wahid. Um, so wahid means uh, one in Arabic, right? Um, and we always joke about between us as mates as trying to find the one. So the wahid is is the search of of the one. Um, nah, <laughs> I think. Are, are we? Are you pursuing the wahid? I think everyone is subconsciously, but yeah. I'm actually quite against the wahid right now. I think. Oh, wahid, yeah. The wahid turned up. Yeah. Probably ask her to wait a little bit because she doesn't want to get involved in this mess. <laughs> <laughs> I want to There's a lot of her. shit going on in here, mate. But I need to sort out before I find it. Yeah, mate. So yeah, sounds like I'm talking to myself. Yeah, well, there you go. Um, yeah. Actually, leads us on quite nicely because mm. I had no idea if you're a reader or not. I hadn't had any idea if you were into books, but. Oh, mate, I, I would show you my bookshelf at the top. Yeah, I've got a, got a, yeah, a collection up there, my friend. Oh, nice. Well. I'd ask you to listen to Models by Mark Manson. Yeah. And obviously this book, it's, it's not like a pickup artistry book, is it? It's about attracting women through honesty. And mm. I've, I've never read any sort of pickup artistry stuff. I think that's all pretty seedy. But the, the reason I, I, I sort I've, of... Uh, I'll be honest, I read uh, Neil Strauss' The Game. Have you ever read that? I haven't. Um, yeah, that's a little side note. It's quite good. But How that... not in a weird way. How'd it go no, for it, you? It, it's good. There, there, were, there were some correlations between that book and Mark Manson's uh, models. Yeah, it's just, it's not as seedy as people might think. Um, yeah. It's just, it, it, there's a lot of things when we touch on, on this book that there are parallels in between. Um, yeah. And it's not necessarily of just, you know, picking up girls or, or anything like that. But yeah, sorry to, to break the intro. No, 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 mate. That's absolutely fine. You break in wherever you want. This is this is this is your show as well today. So you're you're a co-host, nah, not just not no, just. No, I'm a, I'm a guest. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, you're a guest, number one guest of the year. <laughs> um, so yeah, we're talking about models, and I took quite a few things from this, and I I listened to it about eighteen months ago, and it kind of changed my whole outlook, not just on how to behave with girls but kind of on just life about sort of the whole self-esteem stuff that he talks about. Yeah. And I think a good place to start with this about one of the main lessons I took is just don't be needy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. I didn't take it like into consideration because my ex-girlfriend, I highly doubt she's going to listen to this, but there'll be people mm -hmm. that know her that will. Yeah. And they'll probably be able to vouch for this. 
I was a needy motherfucker. Hmm. Like, granted, I was going through some shit, but my God, could I have been... In, in what way were you, like, needy, for example? like I just wanted to see her all the time. I'd, hmm. I'd drop everything to go and see her if, if she wanted. I was pathetic. <laughs> <laughs> and do you think that led to... I don't know, you two breaking up or what was it? Like I was a... definitely a contributing factor. Yeah. I, I've, I've like said before, like I'll say to my friends, I'm like, I wouldn't have even wanted to be with me. And like, oh, don't mm. be harsh to yourself. I'm like, sometimes I think you do have to be like, you know, let's pick yourself up by your bootstraps a little bit. And, yeah. And just understand that sometimes if you're sad, maybe being with someone and trying to get your happiness from them, it's just kind of productive. Yeah. And it's no good for the other person. And it's, it's almost in a bit of a selfish way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's an interesting point, mate, because when you told me to start reading it, I was like, okay, let me, let's have a look. And then that first kind of chapter all about it. So the main premise behind that note of being kind of, it gives you two examples where it talks about neediness versus non-neediness. And he gives an example of, of scenario guy one, right? And I think, is, I can't remember his name, but we'll call him guy A, for example. And he, when he's going on dates, for example, he will rearrange his whole weekly schedule for for a girl and on, on that date he'll end up spending probably about a quarter of his of his, of his monthly wage on the date um, and he'll basically rearrange everything for that person right <laughs> and then when the date doesn't go well and she doesn't respond to him he literally gets down about it overthinks and i was looking i was reading it and i was thinking fuck am i is he is he is mark manson talking about the fascinator <laughs> i was like and then he was like right we'll, we'll, and then he was like then there's guy b who in the actual book i think i think his name was james anyway but he was saying that you know, guy B, he doesn't, you know, he, he'll, he'll book his dates in um, when it suits him, usually midweek. So they get in the way of his busiest days, which is on, on like the weekday on, on the weekends. And those first dates are usually close to his house. They're usually an ice cream or a coffee. And then if he likes them, he might take them to a second date. And that demonstrates non-neediness, which is perceived as more attractive. And I was, I was like, that's fucking James Smith. <laughs> so I'm Guy A, the absolute fucking shift the whole universe for, for the way he'd bring the kitchen sink to the first one. Um, but it's, 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 um, it's a massive, massive point, actually. And, and when I was reading it, I was chuckling because it, it, it reflects a lot of... And I, and I think sometimes people are either... You're not necessarily in one bracket, especially when it comes to uh, being in a relationship and, and showing neediness versus non-neediness is maybe slightly different to when you're first dating people. Yeah. And I think sometimes we can demonstrate, I don't know from, from your perspective, but you can be with certain people neediness, but some people you can show non-neediness as well. And I think you can fluctuate on that scale. Um, you know, something I, I think. When I, when I first got into my last relationship, I was guy B. I, I wasn't mm. needy at all. Yeah. Shit, but it was completely the other end of the scale where I was just a bit of a dickhead. And yeah. Like I then had a shift of things. I was like, oh my god, I do actually really like her. Mm. And then everything just changed, and I think it, it came around a time where I was getting quite anxious and quite depressed. And what? Yeah. What do you think that stemmed from? In terms of what the being needy. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was just a case of like validation. You realize that you really like someone and you are going through something. You're like, well, I mean, I'm probably not going to be able to help myself because I'm, I'm a bit like, a bit sad at the moment. Maybe I'll get help. Mm. Because if, if someone's like a secure person, you kind of like want to want to be like that. So you try to behave like it. Yeah. But in the end, you just, you just end up just trying to be with them all the time and it doesn't work. And it is, yeah, it's, yeah. It's needy and it's not attractive and i think 
one of the key things in relationships, like Mark Manson's quite honest about it, is that attractiveness is key. And it doesn't necessarily come down to like what they look like. Although I'm not a massive fan of the movement where everyone's like, oh, you don't have to be that attractive to someone physically to be with them. Because it's like, that's bollocks, because you do. Mm. Yeah. But it's it's about being like secure and attractive and like, yeah, do you know what I can't do today because I'm going to go and do my hobbies that make me an interesting person, which is another part of the book he talks about. It's like being interesting, isn't it? Yeah, it's yeah. You mentioned some some solid points there, um, and and like I said, I think you know you you probably relate to this as well. But I think everyone, especially when you're just about to go into a relationship or when you're looking to find someone, the people that I think there's a tipping point when you start to care. Like when you yeah. don't care, and you can relate this when you're dating, right? Like there's if there's and I mean this in the nicest way possible. If there's people I don't really give a shit about, or if I'm not that attracted to, you mm. play the perfect game in a sense of you're not as needy, you know, you're not as responsive mm. over text messages, not intentionally because you're being a dick, but because you've got your own life little setup. Yeah. You don't really care. You're not feeling a rejection. You'll, you'll say what actually you think and all yeah. of these things. Then that is deemed as attractive because you, you're your own person. You're showing a bit of authority. You know, you mm. don't really care if that date falls through or not. And that, that comes across, right? But the moment that feelings start to get involved, right? or someone is super, you're super attracted to someone and you, mm. you fear a level of in, inferiority or that the insecurity kicks in is then you start to, you start to flip and you start to do all the actions, which are all neediness. You know, you'll start yeah. to text to respond really quickly. Although I'm not really a fan of those games, but you'll, you'll start to throw the kitchen sink is the analogy. And that's when you put everything into the first date and mm. you do things that potentially should come further down the line. And, I, and yeah. it's, 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 it's a weird one. Um, and, and I think you fluctuate a lot out of it. And, I think the biggest thing for me, mate, was, and I'll give you, like, I was in a six-year relationship prior to long. coming to, to, yeah, a long time. And when I moved to, to Sydney, uh, like my whole, and this comes down to the importance of having your, your routine and, yeah. and all of that kind of thing built around. And when I came to Sydney, I didn't really have any of that. I just literally came solo. Yeah. And my, for the first few dates, et cetera, I was going on, I was realizing that I was actually just kind of amplifying or objectifying my stability or, or, or my my neediness was coming off mm. on, on these dates because I was, I was looking at people to to make me happy yeah, yeah. and that would come across and, and it wasn't getting me anywhere but the moment that I started to go right okay do you know what I'm going to start doing jujitsu I'm going to work on creating a better friendship group create my own life structure yeah then you ultimately build confidence and, and non-neediness which is then attractive and you become less concerned about the outcome um, which is something that's, that's, that's worked for me, you know, and it, it comes down to, I, I like to view life as, as like five different plates. You know, you've got your, your, you know, your, your relationships, your friends, your family, your job. And it's important to have all of those. You've got to make sure they're all spinning accordingly. But the moment yeah. that you put too much emphasis on one thing is, is it, it, it doesn't do well for you the way that you come across in terms of your needers. And I don't think, but yeah, yeah, it's, it's an interesting one. How how did you find dating when you first got to Sydney? What like because it's different to Bath, right? And you went to uni in Southampton, yeah. so it's it's yeah. it's a different setting. Because dating in England, I think, is just a load of bollocks anyway. Because like my go-to yeah. date back in the day used to be crazy golf. Okay, I'd like crazy golf because it doesn't actually last too long. Like mm. like you you can go for a drink after if you want. You yeah. can also just like show them that you're a big strong crazy golfer. <laughs> I'm still yeah. shit, even though I went quite a few times. <laughs> um, how did you find the adjustment going to like Sydney dating? Because you're you're dating people from different parts of the world. Yeah, these stories. 
Uh, so it's a good, good question. Um, do you know what? I think just because I was out of the date, because I was, like I said, I was in a relationship for a long time. I was very new to the world of dating. Mm. You know, like I wasn't on any dating apps beforehand. Like they weren't, not that I'm that old. I'm only 27, but so moved to Sydney um, and was completely new to the scene a little bit in terms of how dating logistically works in terms of, you know, there's people dating multiple people. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm the kind of traditional guy who will just, you know, date one person, but then I realize that that's not actually, it's not how the field plays. Yeah. Um, but mate, I'm similar to you. My go-to spot was a place called Holy Moly. Uh, oh, yeah. throwing myself a little bit under the bus here but yeah kind of crazy <laughs> golf but because I don't drink alcohol for me having an activity is is something that yeah. I quite enjoy because and I think it's quite nice to see people in that context because it breaks it down a little bit sometimes if you're just going for a drink it's very direct mm. um, whereas you like to see what people are like so yeah I used to go to holy moly um, but it also depends on what the person's like as well I went to <laughs> a place called cork and canvas actually which is oh just yeah, go yeah there, I've heard of those yeah. <laughs> I think I think I got the canvas. <laughs> I've moved house. I think the canvas is still here. Just a broken um, heart. <laughs> <laughs> just fucking bitch written on the side. <laughs> not bitter. Um, not bitter. Just better. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not fucking bitter. Nah. Um, but yeah, cork and canvas is basically just um, you go, you kind of you bring your own drinks, and then you just kind of paint whatever canvas you want, and it's fun. It's a nice little activity. Yeah, that is the good. girl that I took. She actually, she was, she loved painting. So there's a there's a story behind why I went there. Yeah, um, man, that's good. That is, I, that is I, good I, I always, yeah, I always, I always feel that doing an activity for me is quite good. But again, these are all kind of high end, a little bit activities. Whereas <laughs> like there's other mates of ours that we know who were just like, yeah, meet for a coffee or do stuff yeah. like that, which is kind of good as well. Um, but it's a bit up and down, um, dating. I think you have to, and it's like Mark Manson says in this book models, he talks about, you know, building up that, um, I think it's called like polarization in terms of rejection. Mm, yeah. Um, and I think, I know for me personally, I- I'm sure it's the same for you as I, you, you fear initially that level of rejection from, from a certain person you think, yeah. fuck, and you take it really personally, especially when you're new to dating. But I think, you know, I think a lot of people will go into dates and they'll, or even with just with friendship groups and they'll, the, the first thing you start to question, like if I'm going to go on it, previously, if you was going to go on a date with someone, you'd start to go, okay, I wonder if she's going to find me funny. I wonder if she's going to find me yeah. attractive. I wonder, and all of these things. And it puts you on the back foot, but instead you should flip it. And in the book, he talks about when you're going on these dates, think, you know, is she going to make me laugh? Am I going to find her interesting? Am I going to find and all of these things? And it immediately just alleviates all of those pressures and it changes yeah. your perspective on it. And it's, it, it made me shift my thinking as well. And the whole rejection piece as well was, don't get me wrong. I still I fucking hate rejection. Like <laughs> anyone that says, to, yeah, anyone that says to you, they don't align, but you kind of, you, you, you learn to build a bit of a thick skin about it. Like you kind of, they're ultimately doing you a favor. And sometimes I used to just smash my head against walls. Like, nah, nah, nah. I'm like, I will win her over. I will win her over. And then it's not, doesn't mean that everything comes off easy, yeah. but you just realize that, you know, prime example, like we, we went for Sonny's birthday, we went on a boat party yeah. and there was a, yeah, really attractive girl. And I kind of went over, started talking to her, asked her out and she was just like, nah. And I was like, okay, next question. Who's next? Like, who's next? <laughs> I take but yeah, previously Ferris would have been like, oh, for fuck's sake, what was just it? Was it in my head? Was in the it water. my shirt? Give yourself a little cut on the hand. Yeah. Who, am I, who am I kidding? And she was like, no, nah, like, okay, just fucking plunge <laughs> back into the fucking ocean. <laughs> um, but you just got to learn to take it. And rejection isn't a reflection of you. It's a reflection of that 
person you don't know what it is you don't know if that person's got a boyfriend girlfriend you don't know if they've had the shittest day all of these things but sometimes we can take it personally but the moment you yeah the moment you build yourself ed and you're you're doing your own thing that you'll then you'll you'll know that the person that like i said the the point of it is that the person is doing you a favor by rejecting you you know instead of smashing your head against it trying to change it just realize that there'll be someone who fucking loves ed from from the bat and will open up to you and you won't have to smash your head against something to to open up so yeah definitely definitely i agree how how have you how how have you found i guess dating since since your ex and dealing with with rejection not very well by the from what i hear from (laughs) (laughs) your fucking hair's gone mate so terribly um yeah so for me going to sydney was like a yeah like a big thing so you know like going on your own you did the same thing Mm -hmm. like yeah you do all the right things to try and like make new friends, which which do like good. Yeah, because like, I, I met you. Where did I first meet you? On the on the beach, wasn't it? Was it volleyball? Is that the first time uh, I met you? Oh yeah, yeah. Because um, you know Jess, and I, I went and said hello to Jess and yeah, yeah, yeah. as well. And then that was I it, yeah. trained a couple of times at jiu jitsu before Australia decided to kick me out. But <laughs> yeah. um, so I found it difficult dating mm. in Sydney because your chat is like terrible, isn't it? My chat is brilliant, <laughs> um, <laughs> but. I just, I like, I'd lost my confidence mm. and as much as I'd read about like this book and like polarization and stuff, mm. I still wasn't totally sure. I have this real thing about like kissing girls and it's, <laughs> Mate, what do you mean? I have a stumbling block. So I went on three like separate dates, with people in Sydney. I was there for like, yeah. like you can, where'd you go? Uh, the place near the rocks. Oh, okay, yeah. Every time. Okay, (laughs) go to standard. Yeah. Um, So first time, go with this Swedish girl. We spent Mm. the whole day just talking about the difference between Sweden and England. And I was like, maybe... (laughs) Oh my God, that is so dog. So literally, I was like, so Ikea? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Have I got any siblings? (laughs) Have you um, you been here long? And yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just the this, this standard chat, and and it wasn't like a great day. I didn't feel like at the end of that day that it warranted a kiss. So I'm sat okay. on the bus. Obviously, we sit on the bus in first mm. there. Yeah, yeah. So I was like 14. This girl yeah. just kissed me on the bus, and I literally had my eyes open the whole time. I was staring around, looking for everyone else. Oh, everyone mate. Was at me. Uh. So, <laughs> next day, go for some drinks. Yeah. Um, I, I didn't go on a date with this Swedish girl. Mm. So she's the one that's kissed me. I, I haven't kissed her. So in my head, okay. I'm like, oh my God, I feel like I'm meant to make the first move. Next yeah. day, I went for an ice cream with this girl, um, different girl on the beach. Lad. And <laughs> after we were like sat down, had an ice cream for a bit, stands up, I stand up, she kisses me. I'm like, oh my God, I'm such a pussy. What am I doing? What am I doing wrong? <laughs> this, this, yeah. this genuinely got in my head for about two months and you never really notice with like dating and stuff like that the effect mm. that it can have on you in terms of like self-esteem mm. girl that i've been seeing recently i didn't kiss her for four dates i was on the phone to my mate bronte like oh my i don't know what's wrong with me i have you, get, you just getting nervous or what just yeah mate nervous and i've never really been a nervous guy <laughs> no <laughs> i'm just yeah. i'm thinking about it the whole time i ended up having to speak to my therapist about it mate and i was yeah. like I don't know what's wrong. And she was like, well, you're waiting until what your the end. Say? She was like, firstly, you're waiting until the end of the date to kiss people. She was like, if you want to kiss them, mm. just kiss them. And she was like, yeah. how much time on that date are you spending thinking about it and not doing it and ruining your time? 
Yeah. And I was like, like the old swallow the frog analogy, isn't it? Like if you've got to swallow a frog, you've got to do it at the beginning of the day, isn't it? To get it yeah. done with, otherwise you spend the whole day thinking about it. Exactly, man. Um, I'm exactly. not usually a first. Yeah. I used, first to, I used to be first date kisser, mate. I was, uh, all my mates used to take the piss out of me because like it was, it was pretty much just guaranteed and not, not to sound like a knob <laughs> either, but like yeah. I'd, I'd probably go for it anyway because my logic was like I was, I was more focused on people's like physical sort of looks and the physical attraction than anything else. I wasn't really bothered back in the day about like an emotional connection to someone. So I'd be like, right, well, if I kiss him and I like it, I know that I want to shag him. So I'll pursue it. (laughs) (laughs) So I thought, get that out of the way. Get out of the way. Yeah. You've you've, you've got to do. Mm. I know disclosure. I'm not that now. Yeah. No, what, what, how have you, have you, have you, <laughs> what are you like now? Then? Have, you, have you changed? Have you, have you shifted your approach? Yeah, 100%. And this yeah. actually links quite nicely to the book. So, yeah. When they talk about an attractive lifestyle in the book, mm. they talk about people being passionate about things and people having yeah. hobbies and interests. For me, if someone's passionate about something, that's that is a massive tick for me if i can hear them yeah. talk about something that they absolutely love even if yeah. i just think it's a load of bollocks i'm not sure what I, think. <laughs> I think that's cool yeah and i think Mate, cool you, yeah. is the key thing yeah for sure for sure and you, you move away from just those physical um attraction and you know what you look for in a person and, and do you know what people when they first start dating people you're and it's probably part of being needy right is you're looking for for common denominators with that person common things yeah. of interest you go oh ed loves fucking skating i love skating yeah. and and you try and match things when I mean, actually let whatever their, their hobby is be their hobby and you don't have to always agree with them and you can have your own thing and there's nothing more attractive than when someone's got their own thing going on Do you know what i mean you've got your your need to read podcast which is going really well like having your own passion that you're going for whether that whatever hobby that is whether that's jujitsu swimming and having that genuine passion for it, it it comes across authentic and it's really attractive like i've spoken to, spoken to girls before who have had a real passion in, in a certain area a certain industry of music and stuff and that really comes through and yeah. like you said i can give a toss about it and <laughs> even away from dating it helps with relationships between friends my yeah. old housemate who i used to live with right he was a watchmaker and mate the yeah. way he spoke about watches for an hour i couldn't give a toss either about watches but he was so passionate about it that it, it, i was like fucking hell that you not that i fancied him but i was like that's a real attractive trait to, to no matter what it is <laughs> anyway, it's 2020 so uh, yeah. yeah whatever you fancy but um but it's true though it, it is true i think having your own thing like i said have, when we said it earlier on it's that what's attractive is having your own routine having your own passions and not mm. um you know think sometimes we front a lot of things and we we showcase especially with the world of social media these days we showcase uh, certain things that we don't actually aren't true to ourselves and that comes yeah. across you know when someone is, is chatting shit about something they're not passionate about you know it's like oh yeah i, I love indie music or do you nah don't just then there's nothing <laughs> wrong with it um, and people yeah, people lie mate people lie on dates and this is one thing about like the whole attracting women through honesty because yeah i've always said to people when they go on a first date, let's say they go somewhere where they can drink. I know you don't drink, mm. but yeah. so they go somewhere, they drink, they're this far apart. Yeah. They pretend to be someone they're not for a few months because they just mm. want the relationship. They don't want the relationship with that person. They're just keen yeah. to have someone there to chill out with on a Sunday. So they start out here and they slowly sort of move themselves in together. They slowly start becoming themselves, becoming themselves. 
And then maybe about three, four months in, they're completely themselves again from the yeah. person they were before they met that person. And they look at each other and they're like, we're not even compatible. <laughs> and there's that tipping point because yeah. they'll either be like, well, we're not compatible. Mm. But let's just stick it out for the sake of a relationship. We've put a few smiley faces on Instagram. Like, let's keep up the sort of um, charade, facade, whatever it is. Facade, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fugazi, fugazi, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So let's keep it up for everyone else as opposed to doing what's actually right for them, making them happy. And they're like, well, let's just cut ties now and walk away. Yeah, for sure. That's a good thing. I, he does mention this um, in the book is being able to like walk away from relationships. And I've heard Mark Manson talk about it before. And it's not in like a threatening manner to be like, oh, if you do this, I'm going to walk away. It's just like, well, if this relationship no longer serves me, I can walk away from this like a happy man. I can be like, you know what? We've put everything into it. Or not even everything, but like we've put enough mm. into it. It's now starting to drain my energy and take away from who I am let's just cut ties like there's seven billion people in the world and yeah there's going to be a, like at least a few of them that are right so you know we say that we're he the we're he yeah. is the one i reckon there's way more than one out there because i mean what's yeah. the chances that like my mum and dad went to school together in surrey yeah and are now married now and that there's no one else out there that could have been right for them doesn't make sense yeah mate it's it's a good it's a good point and it comes back down to to being honest and projecting that honest version of yourself and attracting through vulnerability and honesty, which he talks about, Mm. because like you said, people often front the kind of person that they are and they end up meeting someone who's also fronting. And then Mm. you end up in this relationship where both of you aren't being fully transparent and having that ability to walk away is fucking difficult, mate. And a lot of people, because you spend enough time with anyone and that's difficult, you know, and and there's the kind of the whole thing. It's called the sunk cost fallacy where it's all about the, in terms of you spend, you kind of get deceived by the amount of time that you spend. Because I mean, we've been in a relationship five years, six years, two years, and all this kind of things that, you know, let's stick at it. Um, and I, I, I'm a true believer that things are, you know, it's, it's up and down and yeah. you have to work through things. But sometimes a lot of people settle in relationships, um, yeah. you know, and, and, you know, I'm opening up a bit here, but I was, I was happy in a, in a, in a six year relationship. And when that, when that ended, um it was reflecting on at the time you think certain things are the the way they are but in hindsight you realize actually that when someone chooses to walk away from a certain relationship is because they're taking that responsibility to that relationship might not be serving them for what they need at that time and you have to look back on certain things to go actually yeah that a lot of people were in that period of of they're in relationships and they end up getting to a point where you know they don't really it's not serving them anymore and having that ability to step away from it is difficult but in yeah. hindsight you always realize it was the best thing um and and you know and, and that all comes from being completely honest and, and a lot of people don't so yeah i think you know ever it's the old cliche that honesty is the best policy but i think when you 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 reach a certain age and i think a lot of people reach it like mid-20s when you're like sure i'm mm. actually just gonna be honest with myself not just about like who i am but just like honest with everyone else because mm. like, there's definitely times, like, you know, you said, like, we're not interested in certain stuff that people are passionate about. Yeah. You don't necessarily pretend to be passionate about it, too. But I reckon there was mm. a time in my life where I would have definitely pretended to be passionate about something just to get laid. 
Oh, mate, yeah, hundred percent. And it's not even just to get laid, but just to make friends. You you yeah. you <laughs> lie about certain things, and you know you can see that from a from from a mile off. Yeah, and they Everyone also talk about rat, the book mate. about yeah, hundred uh, percent. And it's so important. And and another great point from the book is all about defining an, what you measure as success, right? And as a guy, dating, for example, we can we can talk from our perspective. When you're a guy and you're new to dating, a lot of people measure success by how many dates have you gone on, how many birds have you slept with, right? It's yeah. fucking trademark. That's what everyone talks about. And if you're not yeah. careful, I know so many people who, are, who I li- not live with, but who are around me. And it's all about, yeah, how, how many guys have been on dates with how many, how many girls you slept with this week, this month. And it's like, that does, if that brings you happiness, then fair play to you, right? Mm. But to realize having your own measure of success, like for me, um, that element to it, not that I don't do it, for example, doesn't feed me in a way that me meeting someone and having a, um, you know, a nice date with that person that doesn't necessarily involve having sex with that person, but having, you know, doing something wholesome and activity and having more of a connection that feeds me than having transactional sex on a regular yeah. basis. You know? And it's, it's understanding that, but a lot of the time, especially in the world of dating, I know from a male perspective, there's a lot of pressure in terms of the number of people you sleep with. And yeah. it's, it's, it's just, rearranging whatever works for you doesn't mean that that's that's not a right measure of success because for some guys they, they probably love that and that's what makes yeah. them happy but for someone who um you know I'm, I'm more of a deeper connection person uh with my friends and with my intimate relationships as well so I, yeah. I know what what works for me um what how does that relate to you how have you found that mate i know it's a, i because we're, we're kind of like twins a little bit but <laughs> <laughs> i am um... I, when it comes to like the number of people that people slept with, this is something that really yeah. annoys me is no one's fucking honest about it. Like, <laughs> yeah, you speak to lads always inflate the number by yeah, yeah. fucking. <laughs> well, no, 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 no. So like if they're speaking to their mates, like, yeah, I'll shag like 400 yeah, yeah. girls. That was only last week. <laughs> but yeah, a girl, like, you get with a girl yeah. and like, I'd say maybe it's 50, 50. Sometimes you get like the truth. And then sometimes mm. you get like, Oh, two. I'm like, yeah just don't lie like humans mm. like sex so like it doesn't matter how many people like i personally don't care about how many p- people someone slept with and i think yeah. if i'm honest i think the more the better because at least they've got it out of the way and they'll they'll be bored of it by now <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's like, true it, it, you know what? it doesn't it doesn't really matter does it and it says a lot it, about it really person, doesn't because yeah. it just mm. means that they do what they want and i was and i, I, I think that is yeah. a good trait but yeah when like a lot of boys I know are in relationships and if their girlfriends found out how many people they'd slept with, they'd be very disappointed because they'd probably yeah. been told a number of like, oh, yeah, probably like 15. I started young though. And like to, to make it out like a thing that... Uh, I mean, look, I, I, we, we've all, I think we've all lied to someone. Oh, 100%. Um, but, that, but as you get older, I think it's a bit of a young thing as well. That question shouldn't really come up anymore. No. Well, it's not, it, 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 I'm sure it does. But it shouldn't. It's because it doesn't really matter. Like that, I would never ask a girl now how many guys she's with. No. I don't really care. You know, do do what you want to do. It doesn't matter. Like your past is your past. Yeah. And I think it's so important to to not judge people on that at all. You know, do mm. do. You know, who who the, who the fuck are you to to say anything about that person and what they choose mm. to do? You know. But I think growing up, especially when you're younger, everyone wants to feel on on the, on the same level. You know, when yeah. you meet a girl, right, and you're like, well, how many how many girls? She goes, how many girls that with? Well, I slept with two. She's like, oh, well, I slept with two. So, oh my god, we're perfect. We're soulmates yeah. <laughs> but you know if you yeah but if you say two and she says fucking 10 you're like hang on i've got a fucking way more shagging to do before we're on the level <laughs> but um yeah that's just a bit of a young thing you know as you get older you realize that 
you know that that doesn't really matter what's important to me is is you know what are we like me and you yeah. um you know there might be some bonuses from her shagging a lot so yeah 100 percent, mate <laughs> like and i think i think that goes for both parties like mm. practice makes perfect right. but granted like someone could have been in a relationship for like like you like six years like that's yeah. one person for six years so mm. that's that's a good, good bit of practice it doesn't necessarily mean <laughs> like <laughs> because there's there's less on the list it just makes you worse at shagging <laughs> i don't know how, how we've got to this point yeah that's, let's change, let's change it up in. a bit from shagging let's yeah. go vulnerability because vulnerability is a big part of the book and it's something yeah. that i've heard you talk about on the fair points podcast mm. before it's stuff yeah. i've i've spoken about with people before and yeah. i think it is it's a topic now it is getting the limelight a little bit yeah and rightly so because it's an important factor in life so vulnerability for me is something that I've I've read about in Daring Greatly, which is a book by Brene Brown, and um, she's she's got mm. a a talk on Netflix about it. Yeah, and it's about showing up as yourself wholeheartedly at all times. Mm. In the book, he's talking about like men being vulnerable because, like, we don't have a great reputation for being open and honest as no. as yeah. a gender. Like, vulnerability for a man could literally. Be, I'll tell you what, when I think of vulnerability, I think of my dog having a shit. <laughs> because they, they feel so vulnerable and they just look at you. They're just looking for you the whole time, just for a little bit of comfort. Like, please don't let anyone pat <laughs> you while I'm doing this poo because, like, yeah. they're very exposed. And mm. I've never <laughs> ever thought of that, but that's fucking brilliant. <laughs> so, yeah. in, in real life with a person, mm. when you're being vulnerable, like, you're looking for that other person to sort of like take you in and be like no it's fine it's fine yeah do your shit get it out mm. <laughs> do, do your go. shit get it out yeah so how, how have you found i guess a question for you how have you found vulnerability to work for you or like what things have you done to be more vulnerable i guess my my main thing about vulnerability is like if i think something over mm. three times i have to get it out because i need to i need to make room in my brain for other ideas and stuff so if yeah. i've thought about something once i'm like okay right maybe i need to say that because if you act on one you're acting on an impulse yeah so you know that what you're feeling could actually be not because your mind does play tricks on you and your emotions do yeah. play tricks on you sometimes like let's say you're you're angry at someone yeah you, sleep, you wake up in the morning like, oh, i don't need to be angry about that so first yeah. one don't act on it when when the emotion the feeling comes up second time it's like okay well maybe this is something that i need to get out there something that i need to say Third time, right, it's been there three times, it's popped up, you need, you need to get it out there. So for me, yeah, difficult conversations for me are ones where I, I'm assuming the other person will be upset. Okay. So like, well, like can you give an example for... Uh, so... With, so... Oh, God. <laughs> well, like breaking up with someone or something? Um, yeah, so let's, let's say yeah. breaking up with someone. Okay. So I've admitted this before. So in, in a relationship before in the past, I cheated because I wasn't. Okay. There we go. A bit of vulnerability. I, yeah, That's yeah. it. <laughs> so I, so I, yeah. I wasn't able in, in my head to be open and honest with this person and be vulnerable. Like, look, like mm. our relationship isn't working. This is, this is how yeah. I'm feeling. So I sabotaged it. I was going to say, did you think cheating. that led you to cheating? Yeah, I think so. So it's probably on the bus here, but no, no, that's all right. The the girl that I cheated with is amazing. Now we're like really good mates. 
so like, so was, there, was that, yeah. <laughs> there was that factor to it like she she is an yeah. absolute legend and we got on yeah. like an absolute house on the fire and then i ended up fucking her about so i mean <laughs> more fool me <laughs> um but i've got yeah. a great friendship from it so yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. no regrets um no, no reg- <laughs> so i just i think for me that was four or five mm-hmm. years ago four four years ago vulnerability wasn't a thing for me then i didn't know how to do it whereas now if i take take it to like last week so i found out i couldn't go to bali last week i've been yeah. sort of seeing someone over the last sort of few weeks and oh yeah going to bali, <laughs> me going to bali was yeah. my end date for that that, okay. that was it. it was the expiry date so like get on with the basically just like a casual relationship which is sweet yeah yeah and there was an end date to it so there was an expiry date which i think that's an important thing for like casual relationships because they they soon become not so casual if, no, if you don't serious have... as shit then yeah serious as shit and just hurt <laughs> yeah, yeah um so i was like right well I, I need to say something about this because not mm. only do i have to actually sort my life out and sort what i'm going to do instead of go to bali but i've also mm. got to make sure that this person that i do care about isn't going to be upset or like misled in any certain way so we had a chat about it and i was like look like, here's the thing there was an expiry date there's not now i think it's a really good idea that maybe like when you go back to uni this this just stops happening anymore and it's a difficult conversation to have because one you don't want to come across as a dick and two you just don't want to come across as a dick (laughs) three you've got to do what's right by you and what's right by the situation and that's what vulnerability is for me but there's definitely been times where i've just cried my eyes out um to my ex and that was pretty vulnerable have you yeah it was was like Please, please take me back or something. <laughs> nah, none of that. None of that. I'm, not good at that. I'm still not over you. <laughs> hey, I, I took myself, when, yeah. when we broke up, I took myself out of the situation because I knew for a fact I would have yeah. done that. So I just flew to Bali and I was like, let's just mm. get as far away as possible. About three days after we Wait, broke up. Are talking about my story or your story? <laughs> <laughs> so that, yeah. That, that, it's, it's a good, it's, yeah, it's a very, very good point about vulnerability. And, and that comes down to your friendships as well and personal relationships mm. because the moment that you are vulnerable is there's a lot of weight lifted off your shoulders because you're being the the true you and whatever that scenario is like if you're feeling insecure if someone's doing something that's making you feel insecure you know talking about it, if so if your partner did something that you weren't comfortable about a lot of times it's very easy for us to bottle things up and go actually i didn't like what you did but instead of, cause I don't want to upset you. I'm not going to be vulnerable and put myself in that situation. And, you know, taking it a step from a context of, 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 of intimate relationships, even like with your friends, for example, like if you're feeling down or upset and all these things is, is being uh, brave enough to be vulnerable, to talk about these things. And because that's when actual, the moment you do that is the moment that your friendships, you know, like me and you had off, off mm-hmm. this, like we've had some conversations where we've been pretty open to each other with about, yeah. you know, therapists and all these things and our struggles and, and without realizing that kind of brings you closer because oh, you know sometimes you, yeah you're fronting with people and that comes with your with your dating and, and intimate relationships as well because the moment that you do show your vulnerable side and your emotion and you know you don't have to always be this tough exterior is is when real strong connections are built um and yeah. it, and, it, and it brings you brings you kind of a lot closer and you know it's it's often difficult to and it's, 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 it's the hard thing. It's the hard thing to, to be vulnerable, to have those difficult, tough conversations um, with certain people, whether you've, you know, whether you've cheated or, or whatever it is, whether you're 
you know, being vulnerable shows up in a way of when a relationship doesn't suit you anymore and you've got to make that hard decision to walk away. That's putting yourself in a very vulnerable position. Um, And it's often easy to make the easy decision and, and shy away from that and not talk about those things because in any situation, whether that is work or anything, you have to be vulnerable and, you know, think about decisions that you're making. Um, cause that open line of communication is what serves you in right all the time. The moment that people stop communicating openly and honestly is where you don't know where you stand with someone. Yeah. You know, if you do something that fucks me off Ed, I'm going to tell you, but if you don't, and I never communicate that, then that's where things, you know, break up. Um, yeah. But it's difficult, I, you know. I, I know you mentioned a few points, yeah. Yeah, I th- I think that's an important thing to say about, um, like being vulnerable is to be confident. Yeah, it's because you're being so confident in yourself that you're yeah, it's a good point out there that that may open you up to rejection, but you're you're yeah. accepting of that. It, yeah, hundred percent. It's yeah, it it's confidence. Ties it all in together because you've you've yeah. got to be confident to be able to say, Do you know, what? like this is how I feel. This is me. You've got to be vulnerable to actually be vulnerable yeah and it that's it ties down back to the book where he talks about setting boundaries and that's what it is it's you've got to be vulnerable and confident enough to go i didn't like what you did there Mm. and whether you choose to rectify that or ignore that's fine like some people go i don't want to say that because i don't want to walk away or leave me and stuff well fuck it if they walk away then they walk away i'm confident that these are my these are my morals these are my boundaries if you take the piss you're out kind of thing like you know and that's where that's where strong relationships are felt And, and it's even with friendships like if I, if I fear opening up to you, Ed, because you're going to judge me, then fuck it. I don't want to be mates with you. But if I open up to you and go, this is how I feel, you know, that's good. I don't give a shit what your response is because that's how yeah. I feel. And that's my, that, like you said, that, that's the confidence thing. Um, open up. But that confidence takes a while to build. And I, and I know you've probably felt the same, but mm. post a breakup, it can take time to, to build that inner confidence up and, and show vulnerability. Because mm. I know for me, I probably bottled a lot of things up and I didn't want to show people maybe how I was truly feeling or, yeah. you know, the upset that was and all of those things because it was a front. But the moment that I was actually, nah, do you know what? I was down for a bit and all these things and that helped me up instead of bottling all these yeah. things up. But you, you, you kind of, it takes time to build up, you know, people view breakups and stuff as, as an instant thing. And, you know, one conversation with your mate or, you know, one trip to Bali sorts you out. Nah, it's a constant no. process of evolution. You have to do at least three um, trips to Bali to be sorted out. Yeah, 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 you do. Time. I, um, how, I how, have you, how have you found that? Like, I know you've still a work in progress as we all yeah. are, but what, like, what worked for you to kind of build yourself back up um, I post think... losing the love of your life? <laughs> which you'll never find ever again well, <laughs> on my own forever. um yeah. i think for me it's just doing things like having hobbies finding my own sense yeah. of identity again mm. i listened to a podcast the other day i just want to go back to this we were talking about just then about being like vulnerable being sort mm. of handling rejection and how that takes mm. a hit in your self-esteem i was listening to a podcast the other day and this guy was talking about how he just messages loads and loads and loads of girls on instagram <laughs> and they were like what happens like when he blocks you and he was like well look if they're the one they wouldn't block me. Yeah. And I think that's such a good way to think. Like, if this person yeah, yeah, was yeah. right for you, they wouldn't like... Yeah, it's like, it's like working in sales, you know? If you exactly. you got to call 100 people to get one, yes. So the people that block you, they don't, they don't want to do business with you, but there'll be that one person that does. So yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's what I mean. If someone rejects you, they're obviously not the one. So keep trying. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, for, so to back to what you were saying about like self-esteem and stuff, I think self-esteem is something that isn't spoken about enough. And... Mm maybe that's just me because I feel like I've this year or maybe the last, it's less like the last 12 months. Yeah. My self-esteem hasn't been anywhere near 
where it used to be, but I also think it's my self-esteem used to be a bit of a front. Okay, yeah, and, interesting. And people find it weird when I say stuff like that. Like, oh, oh, you haven't got self-esteem issues. I'm like, you haven't got any clue. <laughs> you don't wake up every day like me. <laughs> yeah, and um, oh, no, you don't wake up struggling to fucking eat breakfast like I do. <laughs> yeah, like you've um, you've just got yeah. to do things that give you a sense of identity. So, like for mm. me, over the last twelve months. Well, like I'd, I'd started jujitsu maybe about 18 months ago and then yeah. skateboarding and then like swimming. And then I got back running and mm. my mates just giving me a ukulele. And I just wanted nice. like, I just looked doing things. Yeah. A creative outlet. TikToks, your TikToks are good TikToks, as well, mate, by the way. Exactly. Yeah. Mate, I've got half a million views on a TikTok. Don't worry about yeah, it. Yeah, well done. Ed J Cunningham on TikTok. Uh, there's <laughs> um, yeah. And I, I think, unfortunately, there is a sense of validation with stuff like that. Because mm. like I'll put a video of jujitsu on on Instagram or something, and people are like, "Oh my god, that's really sick! You choke that guy out." Yeah, like, yeah. Well, yeah, I did. Thanks. It's <laughs> about confidence. Yeah. But I think at the end of the day, you do have to get the confidence from yourself, and like you know yourself, jujitsu. Mm. At the end yeah. of a good round, you don't. It mm. hasn't been hasn't been videoed. No one else has been watching. But like you yeah. know, you've had a good time. And even when, let's say for example, I went to a jujitsu gym in London once, and I was speaking to my friend about this yesterday. And I basically yeah. got bullied for the whole hour that I was there. And I, I, yeah. I hate the word bully because it does make me feel like a bit of a pussy. But I think we have to kind of like get rid of that stigma. It, yeah. The guy okay. kept coming up to me. He was like, you should have been in the kids class. Like, I'd only been doing jujitsu about eight Really? Months. And like, I thought I was all right for like a white belt. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And he just kept coming and just kept digging and digging and digging. And when I went to shake the hand at the end, like he said, no, he was like all the gear. Really? No idea. And just like, he was horrible. Sounds like a dick. When I first went into the gym, like he was just rude. I went in there. I was like, "Oh, I spoke." What to belt Lee. was he? He was black belt, so I wouldn't oh, okay. him, was I? Yeah. <laughs> but I went in. There, I was like, "Oh, I spoke to a lady on the phone. She said <laughs> she said it would be um, fifteen quid." He goes, "That lady has a name," and I was like, "Well, like I, I didn't get the name." So like all like yeah. instantly, he was just obviously maybe he was having a bad day. Yeah, yeah. But I got treated like shit at jujitsu gym. I could have I could have assumed that all jujitsu gyms are like this. Mm. and that like when i got to australia i wouldn't want to go to a jiu-jitsu gym in case i was treated like that again yeah but i felt that like that fear and i felt vulnerable going back into a new gym but mm. absolutely fine and i think that's the kind of thing doing stuff that you don't necessarily want to do gives you a bit more self-esteem about yourself like do you know what fair play i've shown up and i've just done something that might have hurt me mm. but it didn't so i feel a bit more confident now yeah, yeah. I, I, you, you bring up a really good point in terms about like self-esteem is very important. And sometimes we can look objectively for that. Mm. And because that's where the external source comes from, right? You think about if you go on a date and date goes well, boof, dose of self-esteem, sick. Yeah. If, you, if you get laid, self-esteem. You put a post on Instagram, right? You get loads of traction, self-esteem. People respond to your, st- like your story and they're laughing, fucking out self-esteem. These are all external sources, right? Yeah. But ultimately they, they run out. And yeah. you, you question yourself, how, how do I get that self-esteem? Well, you need to work on that internally. You need to work on things that, um, you know, one thing that's worked for me and it's similar to you. It's like you, you look back on certain little accomplishments that you've personally achieved that don't rely on objective things. So similar to you, I picked up jujitsu when I moved out to Sydney. I was in Bali actually when I first ever stepped into a dojo and I, and I walked in nervous as shit. Fucking yeah, I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. And I walked out of that and I felt like a, a great sense of accomplishment. I was like, I, I fucking, I've done this. So this is, I've done something that I've always wanted to do. 
And that gave me a boost internally of self-esteem, moved to Sydney, made new friends, got my first job here. And all these things that I think that gave me self-esteem and, and, and it's learning to build things for yourself that give you that positive reinforcement. Because if you rely on your Instagram or anything like that, that isn't going to necessarily feed you in that way to make you feel confident, happy in all those elements. And it, and, and it's one thing to, to always be conscious of is that everything that you're doing is for you personally at the start. Like I said, those, yeah. whatever you do that is feeding you, make sure that it's, it's not the front because like people will, and I get it, from my friends back home, for example, they'll go on my social media, go, oh, fuck me, you're absolutely killing me. It looks like you're having a sick time, which I am having fun. Yeah. Like, I love my life. And I think everyone loves their life. But you have to realize that my life is still normal. You know, I'm still up at 5.30 a.m. I still have my normal job. I, still do this. Yeah. I just, you know, everyone showcases their, their highlight reel. But realize yeah. that, you know, we all still feel the same shit. It doesn't matter. Just because I live on Bondi doesn't mean that I fucking don't feel down and have all these similar stresses and, oh, you mate. know, and all these things. Um, but you realize that it's, you learn to bit, like you said, your point around self-esteem is, is making sure that it's an internal process as opposed to relying on external stuff. Cause that's going to run out. Um, ultimately. Yeah, yeah definitely. Mm. Definitely. And that goes to show for people that like a serial daters, there's a, there's a time, like if you're sleeping yeah. with a lot of people, you're dating a lot of people, that's when you have to ask what is the reason that you're doing this? Because if they're like, oh, I don't, I don't want a relationship at all. It's like, okay, so are you just searching for validation of this person? Like, yeah, what it's, it's, you ha- it's important to question that because I have this conversation with my friends all the time. They're like, oh, Fez, what are you doing tonight? And I'm just chilling. They're like, why don't you go and see so-and-so? And I was like, well, because there's not going to go anywhere for me. They're like, well, yeah. and I'm thinking, well, why are you doing it? Are you doing it for the sake of just doing it? And, the, and you see the pause in their face. They go, well, well, yeah. And I'm yeah. saying, I, yeah, we'll just do it. And I was like, well, do you know i'd fucking love like tonight i'm probably just gonna chill with the boys you know just chill around the house yeah. you don't always have to do that and but like you said questioning what it why is it if you love doing that credit to you fair play carry on do yeah. your thing right but if you're just i know there's people who are on a night out who will go out and if it's like two they'll panic and they'll get anxiety because they're, they're going to wake up on sunday with no one next to them and that's when you have to start go do you know what maybe there's something wrong with my life set up. Like if you're worried about waking up on a Sunday and having no one next to you, and that's going to give you pickle anxiety in your fucking, yeah. your life outside of your, your, we say getting the bus, but getting, <laughs> getting, pulling is fucking shit. You know what I mean? Whereas like mm. for me, if I go out on a Saturday and you know, whether I pull or not is, doesn't even enter my head, but I'll wake up knowing, cool, I'm probably going to go for a dip, go for a skate. I'm going to do jits. I'm going to have yeah. a bit of fun. I don't wake up going, fucking hell, I've got no one in my bed. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> that, that just means you just need to work on your life. But yeah, yeah qu- questioning, questioning what, you, what you're doing, why you're doing is important. And, and Lord says this to me all the time. I've had so many funny conversations with her. Like, oh, Lord, do you think I should do this? Do you think I should do that? She's like, Fez, do what you want. Just why? Just think about why you're doing it, you know? And it's, it's, it's important, you know? There's no right or wrong. Just think about why you're doing it. If it's yeah. the fucking boost your ego and, and shout with the lads and fine. Or if you want to have a little, if you want to knock on off a little bit, that's, that's also fine. You know, it's like yeah. whatever makes you happy. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. It's, um, it's an interesting thing about the, I've lost it. <laughs> Just like yeah. your lid. Yeah. <laughs> an interesting maybe, thing. Maybe about... half my brain came off with, with this hair. Um, yeah. My notes are done on that, but you, yeah. so we, we, we've spoken about models. Who do you think should read models? Because I personally yeah, think girls could benefit from it if they just took away the fact that it was for boys. Because I yeah. think there's, a, there's a lot of girls that could benefit mm. from it, but I definitely think any single or 
in a relationship now should read this book? Just, you know what, everyone, the same way that his first book, The Subtle of Art, not giving the fuck, um, mm. was amazing for everyone. You know, it was a, a life changer for me as well. You know, I always like to go back and for both who it just teaches you or reminds you shall i say just to be yourself and to yeah. little little tidbits or even about you know from 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 a girl's perspective is like you know if you're going to about to go on a date with a guy if you're going to go on a date with ed instead of thinking am i going to impress ed i'm going to make ed laugh think about is ed going to impress me is he going to make me laugh and yeah. setting those values in yourself it's and i won't honestly it's one of those books that i won't impress you and i won't <laughs> yeah you read it and you and you laugh because there'll be there'll be points where you're the needy person there'll be points yeah. when you're not the needy person and it's just a little reinforcement that everyone's in the same boat and it just teaches yeah. you just to relax, be yourself, you know, take rejection head on. Um, you know, this life's short and, you know, sometimes yeah. we end up fucking stressing so much about all of these things that, you know, one day you'll, you'll find the one, you'll get married, have all these kids. And if you don't, you don't. But you look back and go, fucking hell, that was funny. I should have enjoyed that rejection a little bit more instead of crying about it in my bedroom. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. definitely yeah. There's been times where this bed has seen a few tears. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. I, I agree I think I think it's but you said at the start that you are a reader and you've got a bookshelf I don't know if that was bollocks or not but uh, ge- genuine um, I've, I would show you but it's my wardrobe's over here yeah, don't so, you worry it's alright yeah. that's right uh, I've, I've, I've got a few top few up there top three um, my top three is uh, James Smith not a diet book <laughs> <laughs> Um, James, my second one is James Smith, not a life coach. Which is out in, uh... Mate, has he just slipped fifty um, in the pocket? <laughs> yeah. He's next door, actually. So uh, yeah, um, but yeah, um, my my t- oh, it's, a good, it's a good question. Okay, I'll be trademark and say, do you know what? Mike Tyson's autobiography, I loved. It was yeah. one of the first that are probably auto. I can't remember when I read it, but. It made me laugh, actually. It was the first, because my mum's a big reader. And it was yeah. the first time that I read, read, read a book where I was giggling, I was in the story and, I, was, and I, I could hear it in his voice and I was laughing. I was like, fuck, I actually really enjoy reading. So yeah. that really got me hooked when I first read that. Um, I read Malcolm, Malcolm Gladwell, Blink. Yeah, for me, it was really important. All about the gut feel. And I love the gut feel, no matter what it is. It talks about all about your intuition, listening to your intuition. Um, that's my my second and my third recommendation would do you know what i i will say on the note of mark manson because we discussed his models today yeah. his, his first one about the subtle love not giving a fuck because it's a great read um yeah. it's something that you can revisit um there's some great ones in there as well so what what, what are yours i know you've mentioned them a few times before oh mate i'm i'm the alchemist is my favorite yeah. like novel oh, i was gonna say the alchemist yeah, yeah following yeah. the omens my friend right mate follow the omens uh yeah. what is it maktub Mm. It is written maktub, maktub in Arabic, yeah. Maktub, written, yeah. Maktub. Maktub. Um, I like that. That might be my Arabic word for the week in the Fair Points oh, mate, podcast. Get it in there. Get it in there. Don't yeah. Yeah. So the Alchemist, and it's changed all the time because I'm I'm obviously reading a lot more now, like mm. than I, I ever have. I'm reading yeah. a book now that's worth noting, and I'm gonna, I'm going to say it's going to be my second favorite novel. It's okay. called Skippy Dies by a guy called Paul Murray. And it's about okay. a group of Irish teenagers um, yeah. in a boarding school. And the main character, Skippy, at the start of the book, he just dies in a donut shop and no one knows what's <laughs> happened. And then it goes back in time and goes through a whole big story. And you get you get in the shoes of like 
that is so so much like lad humor like one of one of the bits that it says in the book is um oh like when they they go into like a school disco bear in mind they're like 14 one of them's like yeah, yeah make sure that you're you're nasty to the girls tonight because assholes have a hundred percent more chance of getting a blowjob than nice guys <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> and, and I was reading it. I put it on my story yeah. and I got loads of like people replying like, oh, that's such a load of shit. And I'm like, mate, firstly, it's a joke. Yeah. And secondly, yeah. like, secondly, it's true. <laughs> it's, 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 it's true. Yeah. And if you don't think it's true, you're one of the good mm. ones. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Yeah. There's another true point. Yeah. Yeah. Or they just don't want to admit that they like dickheads. Nah. Yeah. Um, and now I'm looking... The thing is, that a lot of not giving a fuck with me as well was massive. Oh my god, I've just watched my cousin just fall over uh, outside. She <laughs> <laughs> oh. right? Uh, or he? Yeah, so he, he's up. He just looks like yeah. he's crying. But someone's someone right? be there. It's all right. Mm. <laughs> I'll cut that out. Um, the monk who so the monk who so uh, who sold his Ferrari. Have you, mm. have you read that yet? Robin Sharma. I haven't read it, but you should. I, think that, I read that in Bali. It was was another one of my favourites. Oh, that is a classic Barley book, that one. Yeah, it is. That is a classic. You find yourself. Now, Lord always takes piss out of me, right? Because I'll I'll buy girls' books. And previously, I've I've bought girls' books about depression. And yeah, yeah, it it hasn't gone. Okay. (laughs) I I went through a stage, right? (laughs) What, and they dunk you and go, fuck me, you must be clearly depressed if you don't want to see me anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Mate, I'm not even seeing them or anything. I'm just buying them books. Really? is that your strategy? Maybe that's where you're going wrong, mate. I thought this is where I was going wrong because I'd, I'd maybe three or four different girls I'd, I'd bought a book for. And I thought being a nice person, like like attracts like, good people, good people, I'll buy them a book and it'll show that I'm like caring. I'll listen to what they're talking yeah, about. I'm yeah. like, oh, I'll diagnose them a book. <laughs> just doesn't work when it's about depression. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I, I yeah. had a 0% success rate for a long time with that. It was, it, okay. it was not good. I could have told but, you that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, people yeah. did tell me it, but guess what? I just yeah. don't listen. It's just, it's, it's, you don't want to hear it when it's stuff like that. Mm. Mm-hmm. Right, I think we, oh, we're actually, we've run over a little bit. Have but we? Fez, thanks for coming on, mate. It was very, mate, very good uh, to have a chat with you. Uh, thank you. Thank you again, mate, for, for having me on. Honestly, it's, uh, it's an absolute pleasure and I really appreciate it. So uh, thank you, mate. I really honest. And I love what you're doing. I'm not just saying that just because uh, you're my friend and stuff, but uh, it's great to see just people just, you know, take ventures on and, and do well from it. And, you know, honestly, I, I wish you all the, all the success from all of this. And uh, thank you again, mate. I really appreciate it. And I hope we've, we've discussed yeah. some things today that resonate with, with the listeners. So uh, yeah, thank you again, mate. I really appreciate it. Yeah, definitely. Now there's a, one more thing before we go. Mm. After two weeks of this episode being released, where do you want to be on the rankings of my highest downloads? Oh, good question. Um, <laughs> where do I want to be, mate? I always be. I always want to be number one. Okay. Uh, yeah. All right. Who's well, your, uh, hang on. Who's who's your highest ranking? Sinead. Sinead's got the got the most downloads so far. Mm. So I think it's Sinead, Shona, Lord, Siobhan, James. James at the bottom. He's at the bottom, mate. So I'm, I'm just <laughs> I'm just thinking, mate. It's a, I, I, the top of that one. If I tip in, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I doubt it. But if one, if one listener, listen, I'm not just saying this. If one listener listens and takes away something, then that's the most important thing. Yeah. Um, it's just nicer yeah. when it's thousands. 
hopefully I can fucking get top spot. But <laughs> we'll see, we'll see. I think I think a lot of people are gonna like this. Now, where can everyone find you? Um I'm on it's a good question. I've never been asked this first time really, isn't it? Everyone can find me on Instagram, it's Ferris underscore L. So that's F E double R I S underscore L. Also on the, the Fair Points podcast. Um that's on Instagram as well. So yeah, yeah you can find I'll put links can, to those. Or, or, or you can find me in Pondi Junction. That's where you see so, <laughs> in his bedroom crying. <laughs> <laughs> nah, fuck off. <laughs> Thank you very much for listening to that, guys. I really enjoyed recording that episode. I hope you enjoyed listening to it. Like I said, the links for Ferris and the Fair Points podcast will be down below in the description. And if you want to buy models yourself, the book that we were talking about, there'll be a link there as well for you. In terms of a need to read, sign up to our emails. Go on the Instagram, which is at a need to read with the number two and not the word. Click on the link in my bio, sign up to the emails. I'll send you an email once a week. If you don't like them, unsubscribe. I won't be butt hurt by it. But thank you very much for listening. If you are new here, then I'm thankful for you. And I'm also thankful for the ones that have been here for a while. No discrimination. Take it easy, everyone. <laughs>